Welcome to Bob Got a Microphone, the podcast that exists because I, Bob Tarantino, bought a microphone. There are a lot of interesting people out there, and these are some of their stories. Chris Ross and I have been arguing about music for at least 30 years. This is part of our story. All right, Chris Ross. We on? Are we live? This is it. It's happening. Sweet, man. How long have you been doing a podcast for? I think I started in August, late July, August. So, so I'm like, so you fr- haven't you haven't listened to it? Is what you're saying? That's what no, I'm, that's I saw, what I'm I hearing. Saw the, I saw the list, and uh, I've been busy, but like, I want to get into the Joel Schulbex one. That one sounds like a that sounds like a banger. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, and then I saw some of the other topics. They seem pretty fun. I don't know, like, I, you know, if I was in the car longer than five minutes then i'd probably listen to a podcast your podcast and get a good lark out of it but i haven't had a chance to so next time on a long road trip or like a plane or a beach right or uh you know just with tons of time to kill yeah it's good on the top three whenever you can like next leave the house i get it that's right yeah Yeah. so weirdly i don't know if weirdly is the right word but i think it's kind of curious so the joe shoulders episode is actually like one of the most popular episodes sure it was the one that caught my eye not yeah. because i know the name or know the man because the content i know i i we i know what he's up to and it's right. certainly more interesting than what i got cooking <laughs> right all right well let's see if we can spin that into a, into an episode <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe we could bring him in. I don't know. Maybe what's he doing now? See what he can do. I don't know. You know, I always like know. to play these video calls and try to text as many people as possible and see if you can get them to join. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No. What are we here to talk about? Well, let let me set this up for your for your audience. Okay. So I texted you about a month ago. Yeah. Saying it was the 30th anniversary of Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusions. And I said, we old. And then you said you want to be on my podcast. And I'm not sure if you implied that we were going to talk about this, but I just took it to me that we were going to talk about this. So we're talking about this. I love it. And it's a month late. No, it's right on time. That's brilliant. And Use Your Illusions 1 and 2 is 30 years old. It was obviously a very important album for for us, for the like when when you're a teenage kid into rock and roll and all that kind of stuff. And it was a big album. But you're at a disadvantage in this conversation. And you know, let me that? tell you why. Okay. Because I already know what your topic, I already know what you're going to say. Really? Right? Because, because I, I remember it from 30 years ago. So you're, you're totally <laughs> screwed. You got nothing. I got okay. it all. I'm holding a hole in all. And what you're going to say is like, yeah, you know, should have been one out. They should have taken the, you know, like that, that was your spin 30 yeah. years ago. And I suspect it's your spin now yes well okay so i think uh, they're bad albums they they it would have been better as one album but i also happen to think that even if it was one album it still wouldn't be a really great album but well, i disagree really and i think and i think the exercise you should do today yeah. for the for the listeners okay. is you need to write down okay. your track selection of what that album that singular album should be and you can't just simply just pick ping pong between the two albums and then do them. You have to have a thought, uh, a thoughtful list playlist of what, okay. how those albums. Should so this begin. is, so this is why you told me to bring a pad and a pen. And a pen. Okay. Which I did. Yes. I didn't know that okay. this was going to be the mission, but I'm, I'm ready to rumble. So, well, so, but I just okay, want to understand the rules. Hold on. So I can, 
So I have to not only pick the tracks, do I have to pick like the the order? The order. And it can't just be Jesus. the 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 album order that is there. Right. Well, I mean, if you can, if you want, but I think that's copping out. How many, how many tracks can I have? This is a, I don't know. This is a challenge. Hold on. Okay. I got to pull know. up the track listings. You know? Although I will, I, I will say like my world came up on my list, no. like on my shuffle and that me? song blues. That oh song blows. God, it's the worst, but, that's but it's bad. indicative that's of like the rest of it. Uh, so hold on. Okay. So I, I'm going to pull that up album, those albums were, those were, those were blockbuster albums of their time. Like I remember all the stores, all the record right. stores, HMV had all the art, the art plastered everywhere. The, oh, it was crazy. Yeah. And I, and I remember, what else do I remember about that? Well, I mean, that, that year was a big year for music. Uh, right. But I Which is something we should talk about because I think you can't really talk about these albums except in the context of what else came out that year. And okay. So here's, here's, here's my contribution to the analysis of the usually or illusion albums, I think, right? Like, so the whole thing of, oh, it should have been one album. That's, there's nothing particularly original about that. But I think if those albums had come out a year before, if they had come out in 1990, which they were originally scheduled to do, but if they had come out in 1990, it would be a completely different conversation. The legacy of those albums would be completely different because they would have been amazing albums in the fall of 1990. They were not very good albums in the fall of 1991. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know why because of historical context, but I don't know, like, because there was those big albums that like Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam, like all yeah. those albums, I guess, came out. I don't know what the chronology of those albums is. Right. But I don't know. I certainly didn't buy Pearl Jam that year. And I, right. and I, 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 I probably bought Red Hot Chili Peppers because that song was dope. Yeah. The give it away. Yeah. So I got that. I know I did. So I got that sooner around the time it came. Well, I definitely got user illusions on or around the release that I can even yeah. remember where I bought it, which was at CD warehouse. On oh, in Mississauga. Mississauga. Nice. Yeah. And Dude, I think it's a good place. It was a good place. And, and I don't, and I don't think I, uh, I don't know that I bought them both at the same time because of, uh, you know, for whatever, because you're like a kid with limited yeah, Cause we were 14 and we didn't get yeah. that shit. So, so what I so, remember is my sister, bless her. She went to Sherway gardens cause we were in high school, right? Like we were in grade yep. 10 or 11, 10. Well, I would have been uh, 11. You were in 11. I was in 10. Uh, so I was, uh, 14, 15. And so I had to go to school like a schmo. Uh, my sister, who's older, she went and stood in line at Sherway Gardens and bought those albums for me when they came out. That's a good sister. That was good. Salute uh, to my sister. Shout out, Sylvia. Yeah, thanks. Also, so. um, I remember all the rockers at school having it. Right. So, okay, I'm, I'm looking at these track lists. This is hard. Like making this one album is, is difficult to do. Well, I can because make it easier. Just, they're just the, not the, that good. <laughs> the, the album should start with Civil War. Like I would, I would say, like unless I mean, whatever you can pick, whatever you want. I'm so, not trying so to. Here's what I. So here's the thing. There's a couple of of kind of factors which are going to play in here, which we can get into in further detail. So one is a lot of these songs should have been B sides. If they were ever going to come out, they should have been B sides. The other thing is. Some of these songs I've heard, so I'm like a big Guns N' Roses nerd. So some of these songs I've heard 
better versions of like i've heard demo versions which are better than the version which ultimately got released so like don't cry for example which in the in the album versions is like an overproduced piece of schlock there are demo oh. versions which are don't amazing. cry is a great song don't cry is an amazing song don't no don't cry is like a power battle that a power ballad that doesn't doesn't get its proper cred for that that's a that's an amazing song that i still like really and the parts that i like then i still think are excellent i i did i just just before this call i, I looked at like what uh itunes said about it okay and they said well they said one thing it was a blockbuster album which i i thought that as well right. but they also said that they recorded it like it was just they probably they blew like tons of money recording this and they were never in the same room so it was all just right. like done to perfection so like the drum yeah. track's not right do it again yeah bass guitar's not right do it again they just built it all it was yeah, right it was just... which is why the album could have come out a year before right mm -hmm. like it could have come out a year but it should have come out a year before and it's it's an unfortunate kind of blemish on the albums that they didn't but here's the other thing that we have to take into account which we're gonna like because there's the historical context like which you mentioned and and i think it's an astonishing time in music history right so you think of the fall of 1991 so there's the albums that you mentioned right like nirvana's nevermind pearl jam's 10 red hot chili peppers blood sugar sex magic like the pixies came out with trompe le Mans that year the other album, which I think sometimes gets overlooked in that discussion, and, and which is the biggest album out of all of these albums, is Metallica's Black album, which came mm. out in August. Right, right. Right. And so if you, so, and I think that's probably the best kind of direct comparison. Like if you compare Metallica's Black album to the Illusions albums, Metallica's Black album is by far the better album. I'll tell you, between, if you were to, add up all the time all the time spent listening to tracks over 30 years mm. i spent more time probably listening to the guns and roses tracks from really? those two albums than the metallica black album yeah see but i find that really interesting because so this is fascinating to me that you think you have sort of hold these albums in higher regard than i do because looking back on things you have much better your you had now you're sort of playing catch up but back then you had much better taste in music than i did I have impeccable taste in music. No, I, I have think. impeccable taste in music. Well, whatever. Whatever. You, you, your range when we were in high school in terms of music that you listened to was much wider than mine was, right? And it was much, and as as a result of that, I think in part it was much better. You had a, you had a more sort of nuanced appreciation for music. So I think it's surprising that you think these are good albums. Like I, I, I barely yeah, ever listen to these albums anymore. Well, look. I mean, the, this is this track listing. Like, I like even "Live and Let Die." Like, first of first of all, what's your Terrible if you had song. to pick if if you had to pick up your, your favorite album of the two, which is it? One or two? Two. Really? See, I'd say one. Really? Um. Yep. Uh, and, and like so, so for people like who... this track listing like is amazing. Don't cry, perfect crime. You ain't the first. Bad obsession. Back off, yeah. bitch. Double talking jive. November rain. Garden. The garden and Garden of Eden. And then so, don't damn me. Like those are those are all bad. Those are great, all great songs. Like so all I'm, of them, and they're all. I'm having trouble coming up with four of those songs that I would put on a consolidated album. The trouble with like this album is a lot of these songs, uh, "Back Off, Bitch," "Double Tuck." Like some of these are crass songs, right. in my memory. Like they're you know you can't just. Well, I mean, you can, but you can anyway. They're crass, which is yeah. I mean the, the ones that I explicitly that, that. Yeah, yeah. But but so here's but, the thing though, perfect crime. That's what songs wicked. 
I don't see that song doesn't do much for me and and the other thing I think that I have to kind of flag here is like live and let die and knock it on heaven's door I think are just brutal covers like just bad should like great great b-sides right they could have been cool b-sides on a single but as album tracks like, yeah like like i don't like i think they were boozing hard when they said right next door to hell <laughs> right. it should be the lead song on the first album like you know i think they were like you know on a bender or something because it's right. i wouldn't have put that as the first song what right. would i have put on the first song i would have probably put don't cry or civil war for 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 the first track because I, I, I don't like some of these songs i don't listen to and because right. it was cds right like it wasn't even i was past cassette tapes and, and i was past vinyl so i was already right. in the cds so i was always just jumping i was always jumping to the song that i wanted to listen to at that point yeah. and so like i skipped like those first three dustin but like I, you know I, right. I listen to them but like they don't come up a lot yeah i mean i think that's also part of the problem too is that these are and they're they're sort of a relic of that era like these are really bloated albums right because at that time people were playing around with the like the length that the cd format gave you so people were making albums that were just too fucking long they were 60 (laughs) should not have been as long now in some cases that lets you sort of play around with interesting things do you think they put out a vinyl version of this when it came out that's a good question i i doubt it i i think by that time vinyl was was like like they were just it fell off yeah yeah Hmm. because that was a really rapid fall off for vinyl so now here's the other thing, which, which might be interesting for comparison purposes. And this is not sort of a well-known kind of element of the, the Use Your Illusion story. But in 1998, the record company actually released a single volume Use Your Illusion. So Geffen Records in 1998 issued a 12-track Use Your Illusion, oh. taking so tracks from both from albums and combining them into one and it wasn't it was only sold if i remember right it was or i'm just checking out on, on wikipedia here so it was only released in the u.s and was primarily sold at walmart and kmart so here's what i'm going to do i'm just going to read you what their version what you like, can't they, you you can't use this you no, should i can't i've already written this. mine down i've already you, written mine down. Oh, oh, okay, right. good. okay i wrote mine down i'm going to tell you what the sort of official geffen records one volume user illusion is and i'd be interested to hear i'm hyped i'm hyped to listen okay so this is in order live and let die don't cry you ain't the first november rain the garden so that's the one that see they're just being they're just they're just they're just doing the 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 order that's on the album yeah uh so the garden featuring alice cooper dead horse and then now they start pulling from user illusion two civil war 14 mm-hmm. years, yesterdays, knocking on heaven's door, estranged. And then this is like completely bizarre. They then put the alternate don't cry on there. <laughs> they filled up a slot. They filled up two slots with don't cry. The original lyric version and then the alternate lyric version. So like that was all the, Fucking wasn't that all the songs, wasn't all that all the songs that don't have explicit lyrics? Yes. The, yeah. So they dropped, right. they, they did. They didn't use any of those songs. Right. Yeah. And I think that was why. So apparently, again, according to Wikipedia, Walmart and Kmart wouldn't sell right, right. Use Your Illusion because of the explicit of, lyrics. So they came up five years or seven years later with these, this version. So, so lame. 
so but what do you feel so setting aside the order what do you think of that selection of songs terrible. i was just i was just was just nobody thinking about it. I just did yeah. exactly the album order that, that's crap right. that's crap so what's your what's your order well so i don't i, I mean do here, you put four songs i've got eight songs right it should be 10 at least it should be no more than 14 but it can be and no less than 10 would be my parameter all right i can go up to nine I'm having real trouble picking songs on here. Here's what I'm going to I'm just going to give you my tracks and then we can talk about the order. So nine tracks I've chosen. So Dustin Bones, November Rain, Don't Damn Me, Dead Horse, 14 Years, Horse. Yesterdays, You Could Be Mine, Don't Cry, and Civil War. I, I can't in good conscience put any more songs on that album because the Double rest of them- Double Talk and Jive? No. Perfect yeah. Cry? No. No. Again, like they're they're fine sort of B sides. Like they're they're cool songs to have like never been released, and like you find out about them like on a on a bootleg, you know, five years or ten years after the fact. But as like songs that get sort of put out into the world, as like these are the things that we came up with. Like those are just they're just terrible songs. First of all, let's talk about how sucky those new Guns N' Roses songs are. Terrible. Axel, if you're listening, terrible. try harder. <laughs> The second, you know, the, like the first one was terrible. Absurd was terrible. Oh, Ter- like terrible, terrible, terrible. The second one, Hard School, like I, I feel like it had some moments. I feel like somebody Ooh. could turn that into something. Now, the other thing apparently is that both of the, neither of those songs are really new in the sense that they were recently recorded. Both of them apparently consist of tracks that were recorded in some cases almost 20 years ago. And, what? Yeah. So Hard School like the second one that got released. See, that, that sounded like some shitty B-side. That vocal was apparently recorded in like 2001 or something, or mm. 1998 or 99. They've taken old tracks, maybe remastered them and mixed them for, for these new releases, but they're not, you know, they weren't like written in 2020 or anything or performed in 2020. So like, I, I'm curious to know like how many albums the this these two sold but like you mentioned all those records like uh, nirvana and all mm-hmm. did you have any of those like i know i had red hot chili peppers early because it was on the radio and i got it yeah. and i know i had like uh never mind i don't know what month that came out in but i had that shortly after because it was playing everywhere and right i just would have got it so i i didn't really have the money to spend on music um yeah you, you were always broke i was always broke and when I did spend it on music, my thing was I wanted to get old stuff, right? Like I was sort of in that mindset that like, oh, rock music is sort of like this music that has a history to it. And I have to get the history. I have to understand the history before I can kind of catch up to like the new stuff. So there were very few sort of current releases that I was buying. I was buying older stuff mostly, which, you know, again, like was unfortunate like i think that was a mistake in a lot of ways like there was a lot there's a lot of music that i missed out on you know both that was current at the time that i was sort of overlooking or i was rejecting for for a bunch of different reasons but also just like that's just not necessarily the right way to you know as a, as a youngster you you drew a hard line in the sand on certain topics that uh mm-hmm. I must, you know i so i'm not surprised to hear that no i know when it came to music in a lot of ways i was really ignorant well I, i'm is i'm just looking at what else came out that year yeah. that I would have got. So I, I definitely would have got Chili Peppers. Oh, I definitely would have got Apocalypse and the Public Enemy album. Right. Definitely definitely got that when that came out. Um, so a lot of stuff. So the other thing, which I should mention, shout out to Joe Shouldice again. Uh, so he bought a lot of records. He, I don't know, he was like spending more money on current 
contemporary music than I was at least. So I got to listen to a lot of stuff through him. Mm -hmm. Right. And he was always sort of, he had his finger on the pulse much more than I did. So like, I remember listening to the Chili Peppers, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, mm -hmm. a lot of those bands I listened to through him, which was good. Although I had actually liked Mother's Milk. I remember uh, the, the previous Chili Peppers album. I liked a lot. I think I owned that which is kind of quite figure out why. You tune, act tune, baby. Like, oh my, my God. I had, I See, had that's that. my, my favorite that. album. Yeah, like I think of all of those 1991 yeah. releases, I think Act Tongue Baby is the yeah, best yeah. one. Like as an album, as like yeah, yeah. A, I, a rock I, landmark, I would, I would, that's the best. I would, I would put like that Chili Peppers album is a roller coaster of awesomeness, actually. So mm -hmm. never mind. But, but, and then Aria, my sister had Aria out of town. I can't say I cared for that album. Right. Yeah, but, I really did they, like they, I, I, I still remember them playing that song to death that totally. year or for for at least a year after. Yeah, Losing My Religion, it was way over. Yeah. It was crazy. Way. So of those albums, you know, and I think 10 is a great album. Like Pearl Jam's 10 is a great album. I, I think Nirvana's Nevermind is a great album. Like I said, <laughs> I think Metallica's Black album is a great album. But of those albums, sort of like as pieces of art, I, I think Act Tongue is like the kind of the if you had to pick one album from that year to listen to like that would be the one for me that was a brilliant yeah that album, that album holds up first also i'd like to digress and say like i've been very much enjoying you know me i like my home theater yeah and uh so they've been <laughs> uh, they've been doing uh dolby atmos mixes of a lot of things on apple so if you have apple uh music subscription right. they have dolby atmos it's part of the so they release a lot of new stuff gets uh it mixed so it's in surround sound and in like multi-channel and they could do some really cool things huh. and so it's pretty cool like when they and so there's a couple guns and roses sweet child of mine and welcome to the jungle nothing too special about those ones mm -hmm. but there's some rock ones like they put out like john lennon a bunch of john lennon and george harrison thumbs, uh, mm -hmm. albums or cuts and the beatles and like so our past musical history is ripe for the like it could be like I long for the day they do like a run DMC Atmos mix where you can hear like right. run and DMC like <laughs> clearly separated on left channel right. and just like spatially. Oh, right. So like, give me, I'll pay you. Just start making, just start remixing these for, uh, for Dolby Atmos. And I'm all right. about that. That's so, so do you know, has, has Zeppelin come out with any of that stuff? Cause I feel like Jimmy no. Page would be all over. No. That. Cause he's There's constantly not... retweaking all of that shit. No, they haven't. Uh, like Rolling Stones, it has. They've oh, yeah. they have they have um, the Goat's Head. What? Uh, Goat's Head. That, al that that album is out. Really? There's another one. Yeah. Like, why would you do wicked. that it's, one out of all of their sound, albums? You know what? <laughs> it sounds cool. And then one <laughs> one uh, one I was been rocking all week because it just it came out a little while ago. They just dropped it. Just dropped as the kids say. With Celine Dion. Yeah. The, yeah. It's all coming. Oh back. yeah, that's dude, that's a that song, song. That song's that's a banger. Animals. Yeah, that's that. I've been rocking that at home. Yeah, I gotta say. Yeah, any I I can see like any kind of Jim Steinman song. Whew, that's gonna so meatloaf. Meatloaf's got to get his yeah. Meatloaf, there. meatloaf, meatloaf is right for that. That that mm -hmm. would be cool. Um. So anyway, anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, so what were your tracks? What were your tracks on on the oh, I, um, I didn't really do it, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it would be it would be like it would like the thing is because I'm torn because like you know you can't have too many crass songs right like you can't be that's very middle aged dad of you like what the, is, what's happening here I don't know but it hurt your I, ears? I, 
I know. I just because I do love "Don't Cry, Perfect Crime." You ain't the first bad obsession. Back off, bitch. Double Dragon Drive, and then November Rain. Like I, I think all those songs are great. Mm-hmm. Like that is an album. Like if you, you know, because and and I know Dead Horse and Coma were well, not Coma, but Dead Horse was a big album for them or big. I I, I think Dead Horse people, is a good song. I gotta listen to that because I don't even know. I can't even think of what that song sounds like because I never. It just for some reason didn't interest me and never has. Hmm. I'll give it a listen after maybe, but yeah, it's good. It's a stomper. Like it's a good, like straight ahead kind of yelly, angry rock yeah, song. Yeah. It's good. Uh, I, I would say civil war would be at the top. And then I'd probably, and then I'd probably ping pong back and put another track and then don't cry. So let's pick that second track. Which don't cry. Do you like, do you like uh, the, the, the original, original? The original. The original. Yeah, I would, like- you know, I would, I could say, I could say bad obsession, then don't cry. And then like, I like double talking jive. I like back, back off bitch. I like November, then put November grain. And then you, then you, then you, then you get into like the second half of the album, mm-hmm. which would be like, totally would have to absolutely be, you could be mine. That's a good tune. And then, and then like, I don't, you know, I, I, when I look at this track list on two on use your illusion tune, I don't love many of the songs on here. Like, I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you got a lot of, you got a lot of tracks on this from one. Yeah. 14 years. Like I, I just don't like this album as much. Garden of Eden, the garden, don't right. damn me. So, like, so I mean, even right there, like that's a, I mean, you have two songs, one called Garden and one called Garden of Eden. Like, come on, guys, fuck right. off. They're boozing. They're boozing hard. The thing which I think ruined that band, which I think is evident on on these albums, is Steven Adler leaving the drummer. Right? They kick Steven Adler out. Why did they kick him out? Uh, too many drugs. He was apparently incapable of playing anymore. Is he with them now? No, he's not on it's- the reunion tour. So he never did. Did he ever go back after they booted him? No, no, not in any permanent way. I think there were like a couple of shows on the reunion tour where they had him on. Like the, he played like a couple of songs at a couple of shows. And, you know, like if he he's clearly a damaged individual, right? Like if you ever see an interview with him, he went through some very hard times after presumably while he was in the band, but then also once he left the band. Um, like he's he's mumbly and he can't sort of you know speak very well and he's just he's, the drugs did a number on him but they replaced him with Matt Sorum and I, I just think Matt Sorum is just I'm not a drummer I'm not a musician so I can't really comment on his technical skills apparently they're quite good but he is just the wrong drummer for this band so like, so so is Steven Adler the guy that was on Appetite in yes. these two albums. So you play no, all the no, songs. No, 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 no. Adler was on Appetite. Right. And then Matt Sorum does the Illusions albums. Oh. And he's just not like he just he turns. So to my ear, what happens is he plods. Like he hits the drums very hard, but he's very he's like a metronome. And he's just kind of like boom, 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 boom. Like he just has no swing to his playing whatsoever. And so I think like he turns, he kind of turned Guns N' Roses from a hard rock band into a bad metal band. And so I like to me, that's sort of the probably the root or one of the roots of the problem here. That that's why these albums just aren't very good. Like he he just was not he's not the right drummer for for this band. I mean, yeah. So I like I think these albums are just sort of a a missed opportunity. I think I think also they they sort of demonstrate that like however amazing Appetite for Destruction was and is like Guns N' Roses just is not should not be spoken of as like a top tier rock act. Like they just 
they had a fan they had an unbelievable first album they just did not have the longevity like they they were not able to create kind of multiple incredible albums which i think is kind of the hmm. you know that that's the necessary condition to be to be a top tier act right like they were no i mean clear yeah. like it, i mean to mention them like it, it it's it's farcical to even mention them in the same breath as you know like a led zeppelin or a rolling stones or a u2 or or you know sort of the, like what the bands that i think are the real top tier acts like they were they had a really great shining moment in the sun in 1987 1988 1989 when they came out with appetite and the lies album and then that was it like after that like they are at best like a, a second tier act you were mad let me get this straight mm. you in your room 1991 september mm. you're angry about these albums because they they're they're sucking for i was disappointed well, because yeah yeah i was disappointed there's certainly i i think there are there are some really beautiful moments on these albums. Like I think Estranged is an incredible song. Um, yeah, I remember that was a late uh, single on that. Those two, right. but um, and like and like I, I guess it's just my bias, like that I like the first one better than the second one. In, in well, so it's interesting because the first one is kind of the rockier one. Right. Like it, it's it's more of a of a straight ahead kind of hard rock album, whereas the second one has a lot of slower songs. It's got more of the kind of country fied influence, like on 14 years and yesterdays. So that's interesting. Like certainly if if you're into kind of propulsive, kind of, you know, straight ahead kind of energetic rock, then yeah, I can see why one would be would be your preferred album. But I think the songwriting on two is better. Like, I think there's more for me. Like, I think Yesterday's is a really great song. I think 14 Years is a great song. Like I said, Estranged, I think, is a great song. But I think these are just not, these are not albums that I think deserve kind of to be remembered fondly, which is sad. My my sister stood in line for nothing. (laughs) It's an incredible year. I mean, no matter if you're into rock music i think it's an incredible year what was it like in hip-hop like how did that does 91 is that sort of a landmark year for hip-hop i mean i know what i was listening to i was absolutely into public enemy and yeah. i was absolutely into nwa and i was absolutely into run dmc and like uh oh yeah because nwa fe- had 100 miles and running that year right but like fear of a black planet came out in 90 right and they had their single like the year before uh fight the power which was awesome I mean, yeah. So I was, I was absolutely into that. And then Paul, like De La Soul, I saw De La Soul had a follow-up album yeah. in 91. I didn't have that at the time, but I had it after. Mm. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I just bought, you know, I was at that time I was buying any, anything I liked. I didn't really care because right. I was buying like, like movie scores and. You, you know, know, it's an do- overlooked album from 1991 in the hard rock world. Kid Rose Slave to the Grind. That's a, that's a fantastic album. If you're, if you're, oh, here it is. Yeah, no, it's, it's up here. Yeah. If you're going to be listening to I, listening I to stuff from 1991, you should listen to that. Sebastian Bach is just an unbelievable vocalist. There's a great song on there called "Wasted Time" and "In a Darkened Room" is another fantastic song. You, you you should listen to those. You'll love those. If you had to recommend one album from 1991 for somebody to listen to, what would it be? Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, that song. Like, like I used to demo when I used to sell stereo systems. And all that kind of stuff, I would use that song because it starts the first song, whatever it's called, I don't remember what it's called, but it starts like lo-fi. Right. And then it goes, then it just like we can't play it because you'll whatever. But right. like it that song's because we'll get sued. Starts, 
because it starts it starts like your like it starts like the the sound profile or the the sound stage is constrained yeah and then it just opens up also saw like ice t og original gangster that <gasps> that's came a great album i came i got definitely got that that year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's a great album well that, i don't know yeah. if it's a great album i remember it's like a, it's a cool it, maybe album. it's the first three or four songs which i was like whoa like these are intense songs yeah no and then didn't they do his th- isn't there a thrash metal song on this hang on let me see something yeah he, he, that, i think there was the bot that was the first time body count appeared on on a record yeah body count that's a wicked yeah. song yeah um but uh, what i would suggest people listen to well i mean because it just would annoy the piss out of it's like either you like it or you're just like what the fuck yeah is uh, P- uh public enemy apocalypse 91 the enemy strikes black right that album's awesome it's a great album but the first song on that album lost at birth i, I still I, I put that on just to just to piss everybody off like because it just <laughs> it's so wicked their their intro songs to all their albums or at least a, a bunch of them in the past were always great and that that one is like one of the best all right well that was good that was a good sort of traipse through through the albums of the fall of 1991 nicely done thanks for being here we'll clap all right bro We'll, we'll have you back soon. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you like this podcast, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, liking it, sharing it with your friends, or inflicting it on your enemies. If you're still listening, you're probably the only one who's doing so. The secret number is 42. To claim your no prize, send an email with the secret number in the subject line to bob at bobgotamicrophone.com Zero, zero, nine, six.